It's that time after a tough loss. Yesterday's Rapid React show. Now we turn the page. I think it's time for a therapy podcast for our listeners. The future is still bright for the San Francisco 49ers, even after a tough loss late in the playoffs. What does the 49ers draft capital look like going forward? Are there more picks incoming to the San Francisco 49ers? Who are the building blocks for this bright future for the San Francisco 49ers franchise? Coming up on today's program right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you on this Tuesday episode, Monday evening maybe if you're watching us on YouTube, I'd like to post it up early on YouTube for your evening watching and listening pleasure. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen every day here on Locked On 49ers at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. And Croc, just reading the room a little bit, seeing some of the postmortems for the San Francisco 49ers 2021 season. It was a good run. It was a really good season. And I think we've got to skew this positive now uh, after we've slept on it, after you know the, the feeling of going through the ups and downs of a season that now ended too soon that most 49ers, that all 49ers fans wanted, right? But overall, still a, a very good season, maybe a little therapy session pod and talk about some positive things the 49ers have going for them now and into the future. Yeah, and I think, you know, heading into the season, you, you knew you have Jimmy Garoppolo, starting quarterback with Trey Lance on his team. You have to make the playoffs or this season is here. And the 49ers made the playoffs. Not only did they make the playoffs, they won a couple of big time road games against the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most high power offenses in the league. That was an amazing win. And then going out to Green Bay in sub-zero degree weather and taking down Aaron Rodgers uh, once again. So uh, I think just those, just the, the way that whole thing turned out, that that definitely is a, a more positive spin on how the season won. Two playoffs wins. And, and I think more than anything, having the confidence that Kyle Shanahan is the coach for this team moving forward. I teased some questions about Kyle Shanahan, and there's still some stuff out there that I want to get to, not on today's show, but maybe tomorrow with Winkler and as we go forward. Um, clearly, Kyle Shanahan is a good coach. Clearly, Kyle Shanahan, one of the best traits he possesses is the ability to pick out other good coaches and develop yeah. coaches. I mean, he's almost a better developer of coaches than he is a developer of players, right? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> and he has some pretty he's good players. <laughs> his tree around the NFL is nuts already. Dude's barely in his early 40s. And he's about to have just his, I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen this off season. Um, maybe the fact that the 49ers didn't go win a Super Bowl, you know, uh, it, does that silver lining? Maybe, maybe the 49ers don't lose any high end executives from the front office. Maybe they don't lose D'Amico Ryans or Mike McDaniel this off season, you know, so maybe they get to bring the gang back together for another year and have some cohesion, some continuity with their coaching staff in their front office for another year. And, and maybe, you know, somebody gets stolen from the Rams or the, the Bengals coaching staff instead of, of D'Amico Ryans or something like that. So we'll see how that goes, but uh, it's pretty amazing. D'Amico's going to uh, be a head coach. And so that yeah. means just directly under Kyle Shanahan, just with the 49ers in whatever six years it'll be, he'll have two head coaches already gone from the organization. That's pretty crazy. Potentially three, because I saw something about uh, McDaniel uh, yeah. closing in on the Miami Dolphins, and they, they really like him, and they're thinking about him being the guy. You know, I don't think not winning 
a Super Bowl is going to stop anyone from liking these guys. If you like them, uh, you know, heading into the NFC Championship game, I think you're going to like them just as much whether they won it all or didn't. It kind of reminds me of the, you know, people saying, if Jimmy Garoppolo makes that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, we're not talking about you. I'm like, man, I'm not sure. Sure. I, I still think there would have been those conversations. I still think there would have been talks about Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward. I, I, I don't think one throw was the reason why Jimmy is in the situation that he is now. It's his game in general. And when you look at any injuries, and if you look at the coaching staff, they're, they are good. And Kyle is doing an amazing job of developing guys. And I think the success of guys that have, whether it's directly under him or not, but just kind of that tree that he's kind of growing, you know, you look at McVay, who just beat him uh, to head to the Super Bowl. Zach Taylor on the other side with the Bengals, you know, again, not directly under Kyle Shannon, but still kind of falling off of that same tree. Uh, LaFleur, 49ers had to beat him to get to the NFC Championship game. You know, there are a lot of other guys as well that are getting opportunities. You, you mentioned Robert Sala. Uh, the next two guys in line are definitely D'Amico Ryans and, uh, and McDaniel. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about draft picks that the 49ers have and what that will look like going into the future. One of the, the benefits of the 49ers having a good season and playing the way they did. And I know a lot of people would have rather seen the rookie play than Jimmy Garoppolo, but the 49ers did well enough with Jimmy Garoppolo and stuck with their plan that they would have earned the 29th pick in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. And that makes the trade-up look a lot better, Croc, right? If, if you're going from 12 to 3 and you traded up a top 10, top 15 pick this year and another top 10, top 15 pick next year, that's a lot of draft capital versus what it looks like the 49ers are going to give up. At least now it's going to be the 29th pick that's going the other way because the 49ers got all the way to the NFC Championship game. So now it's a, a late third comp compensatory pick in 2022 it was the 12th pick they used to move up last year in 2021 and the 29th pick that is going to the dolphins and then we'll find out what that last pick is going to be which will be decided by how the team does in 2022 and what that first round pick is uh in the 2023 draft now look it doesn't really matter because the 49ers weren't going to have those picks anyway but when you consider what they did and that's why it costs that extra first round pick to go up because the dolphins are looking at the Niners and saying look you might be good. We don't want to trade for just one first-round pick if it's going to be a late first-round pick, which it turned out to be, so that's why they wanted another one. And so when you look ahead to the, when whenever we figure out what the compensation was for the 49ers moving up from 12 to 3, if it ends up being the 29th pick, which it is in the 2022 draft, and that 2023 first-rounder, is a late first round pick in the twenties, maybe the thirties, right? You're doing backflips. Especially if Trey Lance is good. That's the, that's the whole thing because not only is the pick that you earned later. So it makes that return a lot less versus, you know, you know, drafting 29th um, is not as fun as drafting, you know, pick 12 or something like that. So if the 49ers are in the playoffs, that means Trey Lance first year starter led the 49ers to the playoffs next year so it's it's a double bonus it's a later pick and that means you got the quarterback pick right and he's a good player so you're doing backflips you give that up all day and you're super excited about it now if the 49ers maybe don't have the best season next year and Trey Lance struggles a lot and maybe that's a top 10 pick or a top 15 pick then maybe the heat is on a little bit so I think 
as, as well as it went this year, and you look at the 29th pick overall, you say, okay, that's what you get. That was one of the picks that you gave up. So it wasn't a top 10 pick. It was a late first round pick. Good job. Makes the trade look a lot better. The 2023 first round pick that the 49ers give up is going to be hugely telling. Where does that pick land? If it's a top 10 pick, starts to look worse because maybe Trey Lance is further behind and struggled a lot next year. And the 49ers were a bad team with Trey Lance. And there's going to be a lot of questions. And then we'll start to see, you know, a faction of pro-Trey and anti-Trey like we just saw with Jimmy Garoppolo. But the 49ers, if that pick that goes to the Dolphins is a late first-round pick or, say, pick 32, right, obviously – yeah. You're giving that up all day if you have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, if you have a, a young quarterback that's going to be taking you to the playoffs in his first full season as a starter with Kyle Shanahan's offense. You're so excited and doing back backflips there. So still, if you had to guess, where does it land? I, I'm putting you on the spot right now. All right. I'm putting you on the spot right now. No, you know what? Save that for the next segment because yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. some things I want to say. I want to dig into, and then I'm going to come back and ask you the same question. Okay, okay. You know that's a great question for the next segment, and uh, I want to talk about the rest of the the picks the 49ers still still do have for the 2022 draft coming up. But first, let's talk a little bit about BetOnline.net. There might be less football being played right now. The 49ers maybe aren't one of those teams that are playing in two Sundays. But BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season still to go. For example, if you want to put money on those Cincinnati Bengals, get four extra points when you're doing it against the spread. Or say you want to throw down cash on the plus 10,000 line of the Cincinnati Bengals winning by 43 or more in the Super Bowl. Maybe that's more your speed. Uh, and, and I think there is going to be a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans that are listening to this podcast in a couple of weeks. Not only props, odds, scores, totals, player performance props, the next fired head coach where that coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And I'll be very interested to see what those Super Bowl odds for the Niners in 2022 as well. It's not just football either. BetOnline.net's got basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and coverage is the best in the business, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games as well. Bet online, your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. NFL draft picks. Let me just read what the 49ers have in the draft coming up. They have their second round pick, which is number 61 overall. They have their round three pick, which is number 93 overall. And I've seen this reported a lot of different ways. So the 49ers didn't trade their third round pick in the Trey Lance package. They traded their comp pick that they got from Robert Sala. So the 49ers got that third round comp. They lost both Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew to a GM job last off season. So what they ended up getting was first or third round comp picks. So those compensatory picks are at the end of round three. They got one in three years in a row, 2021 draft, 2022 draft, and the 2023 draft. And they traded the one from the 2022 draft in that package to go get Trey Lance at number three overall. So they don't have the comp pick, but they do still have their regular third round pick. And I've seen a lot of uh, misinformation about that. So if you see somebody reporting it's the Niners third round pick, it's not, it's the comp pick they traded. So the Niners still do have their second and third round picks this year. 
They have their fourth round pick about 130 overall. And these are projected with where the comp picks fit in and it'll push, you know, there's an extra round basically in in the NFL draft. So uh, every team has seven picks to start. There's actually an eighth round in the draft of all compensatory picks. So the league stops giving out compensatory picks when they get to 32 extra picks. That's the way it works. And there's usually a couple at the end of round three, a few more in round four, and then a whole bunch more in rounds like six and seven. Uh, Niners have their original second, third, fourth, fifth round picks. They added a sixth round pick from Denver when they traded away undrafted free agent Jonas Griffith linebacker, which that's a hell of a move. You just get a yeah, free draft pick out of nowhere because he was undrafted to sign him. And at the end of camp, you trade him off to a team. You get a sixth round pick back the next year. So and at uh, the, real quick at the at the moment, you're just looking at it like, oh, six round pick, not much. But then now you look at it on paper and it's like, hey. That's that's valuable, right? That that's Elijah Mitchell. That's that's, uh, that's Elijah Moore, Mitchell. the tackle. That's DJ DJ Jones, right? That's, uh, that's Hufunga, you know, just yeah, guys that go in that range. You know, that's that's a that's a good football player. Potentially, if the, if the 49ers are adding fifth and sixth round picks, that's gold. They've been so good at those picks, so that's not <laughs> nothing. But they did trade away their sixth round pick for uh, Charles Amenahu, so that's why they don't have their own. But they do have Denver's six-round pick, which is higher than the 49ers' six-round pick would have been. And then they're going to add probably two or maybe three seventh-round comp picks as well. Overthecap.com has them projected of getting three seventh-round picks for free agent losses last year. Uh, Solomon Thomas to the Raiders, Kerry Hyder, and C.J. Beathard is mm. even going to give them a seventh-round pick. Um, for signing. I think Beathard's like the very last comp pick uh, of everybody. So the, the Niners might actually have the last pick in the draft potentially for that CJ Beathard comp pick and can draft Mr. Irrelevant. But we'll see exactly where those comp picks, those are just the pr- projected comps. So the 49ers could have what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks still, even though they've yeah. they've traded some of them away in the upcoming draft, but they won't be picking until the sixties overall. They're, they're, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be a long wait to watch round one go by then round two, almost to completely go by before the 49ers are on the clock. But you know, there's a very good chance. The Niners are going to move around from there and go either up or down. I was going to say that yeah. they, they do a lot of moving, a lot of moving around up, back, left, right. <laughs> John Lynch <laughs> is competitive. How about this? Yeah. I, I got a question. I don't know if you want to get into this yet, but uh, I did have one Twitter question about the draft and it was if i could find it um cole says which prospects do i watch first cornerbacks offensive line safety golly uh, that question is actually tougher than i think edge rusher <laughs> that's why I was, dude if the, we know something about john lynch he's active he's competitive he's gonna move around the draft board and he loves him some defensive linemen. I would yeah. not be shocked at all if the 49ers' first pick in any draft, no matter what round they're picking first in, would be a defensive lineman. So probably yeah. start with defensive linemen. Interior, uh, edge guys, yeah. So, um, But corners, be looking at those. I think safety is a sneaky one. Free safety. Like I'm looking at a free safety, right, Croc? Someone that could potentially take Jimmy Ward's job if they can't continue to pay him when he becomes a free agent again someone who's got that ability to take the ball away someone's got the range in center field not a hufanga type not a oh is this a strong safety box player linebacker a straight up free safety is what i'm looking at maybe in the middle rounds of the draft try to develop the next guy potentially vernon mckinley out of oregon ball hawk Ooh, safety here we go we got names. Love it. yeah croc is in mobile alabama right now at the senior bowl so i love hearing that okay what what's the name again croc Vernon McKinley out of Oregon. Uh, I believe he had six interceptions on the season, uh, flying around out there at safety, placing too high. He could do some single high stuff. Uh, just a playmaker. Love it. I absolutely love it. 
I was looking at a couple of weigh-ins today. Let's go down this road since you are in Mobile, Alabama today, Croc. I am. Uh, and, and as we know, the draft starts in Mobile, and it definitely does for me. I've done, no, no joke, the last 10, 15 years, this is the least amount of draft prep I've done before the Senior Bowl ever. So I'm kind of starting from scratch right now. I'm starting late with all this, but I'm getting excited for it, seeing the weigh-ins. And Jim Nagy's done such a good job of the Senior Bowl, and I know a lot of our colleagues are there with you in Mobile. Um, I see some beds back there. Are you bunking up with somebody? Man, we got a, got a bunch of beds in here. Uh, there's three yeah. beds in here. Uh, myself, Ryan Tracy from Locked On NFL Draft. He's one of my hosts. Uh, he's my co-host. He's in here with me. Yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be a few of us in this room. That's that's awesome. So hey, if you wanna if you wanna know where the real party's at, go to the locked on Airbnb if you're in Mobile, Alabama, because that's where it's gonna be popping off. We've got two Airbnbs. There's some of us in here. There's another one oh, as okay. well. Oh, there's two. Okay, that's how many locked on folks we got over there in Mobile. I love We're it. deep. How about reuniting Croc? We didn't talk about wide receiver on the list. The 49ers, I think, only have three wide receivers under contract. Debo, Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings next year. So mm. they got some free agents there. I've been trying to give Kyle Shanahan a rangy downfield wide receiver for a while. I don't think they need to necessarily draft one of those early, um, but I just that style of player I think could help. I, when I see Travis Benjamin on the field for the 49ers, I'm thinking, what, what, what are they going to use? I got, I got a name for you. Okay. Is it? Hey. Does it happen to be uh, an ex-teammate of potentially the, the next starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers? It does. Yeah, okay. It I'm does. Looking. Right up your alley. That's what you're looking for, right? Love it. And I just saw him in person, tall, has some good size. I don't know what he weighed in at. You might see I got it. The I, I, numbers right here, actually. So we're talking about Christian Watson, right? For anybody yes, who sir. went back and watched the the Bison, the North Dakota State Bison win, Trey Lance was slinging balls all over the place. Wide receiver number one popped. And Croc and I talked about him when we were doing our evaluations of yeah. Trey Lance last spring. We were like, hey, who's this number one guy? Let's keep an eye on him for the future. Well, the future is now for Christian Watson. He was invited to the senior bowl he weighed in croc at 64 flat 6040 211 pounds a little bit bigger than i expected because he's a slim guy i thought he was gonna be more like six two and a half six three he's a legit six four 211 pounds 10 inch mitts those are big hands 10 inch hands uh 32 and, and three quarters arm length um 77 and one eighth wingspan so you know plenty of wingspan he's a tall rangy guy and he's got speed too i think he's a four three guy if he's 6'4 and runs a 4'3, he's not going to be available in the spot where I was hoping the 49ers to be able to draft a guy in you know, the second, third, fourth round range just to be a depth piece and a developmental outside X-type wide receiver that can get deep down the field and maybe help out our strong-armed quarterback in Trey Lance and maybe have some catch radius to, to catch some maybe not pinpoint accurate passes, which I think would benefit him, and it benefited him in college. So Christian Watson, definitely a name to watch. But if he's putting up these crazy numbers and he actually does run a 4-3 or even low 4-4s, he's not going to be around probably even at pick 61 when the 49ers first pick. It's going to depend on you know how he moves, how he runs. I'm excited to watch him at the Senior Bowl, be able to compete against the big-time competition. You know, a lot of questions about Trey Lance was, oh, he did it at the FCS level and you know all that. Well, yeah, Watson did at the FCS level, but has a big opportunity to go up against some of the big dogs from the FBS at the Senior Bowl. So I get to see every single one-on-one rep. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker. I will be posting videos, clips, all that stuff, especially on Christian Watson. 6'4". Again, I saw him in person. 6'4". The, the one knock on him, he's a little older from what I'm hearing, 24 years old. 
So if there is one knock, it's it's that. So he's a redshirt senior. He's spent a lot of time in college. Yeah. He hasn't put up crazy numbers. And had the COVID year. So I think that hurt him too. Yeah. The, the speed stuff is interesting too for that level of prospect because you're not going up against elite speed every week. So seeing someone play, you're like, oh, that guy's so super fast. Then you see him against other fast guys and you realize, oh, maybe he wasn't that fast. So uh, yeah. speed is going to be big. And the fact that he weighed in that big and then you throw four fours on top of it, those will be fantastic numbers for Christian Watson, even at a small school. And it, but uh, yeah, every every year it seems like there's an awesome wide receiver class. So uh, this so is good. Knows? This is a good one. So you talked about second round and stuff. I think he's going to be around because his receiver class is pretty loaded. There you go. Okay, Christian Watson, a name to watch. Uh, Verone McKinley the third out of Oregon, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. There's a couple of names already. Actually, while we're talking about this, there was one more. This is from. The one and only Kyle on Twitter. He says, I got a senior bowl wide receiver we should keep an eye on. Uh, Vellis Jones Jr. Have you had your eyes on Vellis Jones Jr. yet, Croc? I have not yet, but I saw something about a Debo clone or something. I, I don't know, but I saw someone say some throw that name around. Um, I feel like you can't, you can't, you can't use Debo. You know, we got to find somebody else. Debo is so unique. He's so unique. You see how he ran away? I mean, obviously, we had a big heartbreak uh, watching that game. But how he ran away from those guys on that 45-yard touchdown? I mean, like, when, when you know a guy is fast when his opponents are struggling to keep up with him, and he kind of just pushed them off and just outran everybody. Whew. Debo's just different. He's and different. the last guy he beat to the corner who had an angle on him was Jalen Ramsey, right? <laughs> He's not fast enough. <laughs> Velis Jones Jr. I don't know what his weigh-in y- is yet. He's listed. It was two o three, I believe. He was okay. he was like five eleven and some change. Two o three. Yeah, so you know he's he's about ten pounds lighter than Debo was, but Debo was right around that range, just under six feet, and he was about two fifteen coming out. Um, so yeah, so a little under six feet, five eleven, two hundred pounds, two hundred three pounds. Velis Jones Jr. He looks like he's got some thickness to him. Looking at his stats, I thought I had his stats up here. Where'd they go? Yeah, here we go. Uh, so he was a U.S. Uh, no, another older prospect, actually. He went to USC, and he was there for four years. Then transferred to Tennessee. He went to college for like nine years. What's going on here? This doesn't make sense. I've I'm seeing six years of statistics for him in college. He only played <laughs> one game as a true freshman. It looks like so that was a redshirt year for him at 2016 at USC. Then he played three years at USC. Then transferred. I, he got an extra year. That's he played full on five years. He played. 10 games for five years, which you're not supposed to be able to do in college. So, um, but this year as a, as a red, oh, they didn't count. They didn't count uh, the, the COVID year for anybody, for anybody. The COVID oh. year did not count as a, uh, as one of your seasons. Wow. Okay. So USC got 10 games in last year and he played in all of them. Yep. And he's a, a, Oh, so he's a big kick and punt return guy, which I think is, is key. He caught 62 balls this year for 807 yards and seven touchdowns, as well as being a punt and kickoff or just mostly kickoff return guy. It looks like, but he did house one this year. He housed one a couple of years ago at USC, USC as well. So, all right, I like it. Keep those names coming and croc. And we're going to get into this much later in the week and, and 
on through the draft process. And I'm starting to really dig into some of these prospects and be watching a ton of these guys now that there's no 49ers games to watch. And so this is the spot you're going to want to stick here with Croc and I. Uh, he's doing the draft thing every day. I'm locked on NFL draft and we will be covering the 49ers angle of the NFL draft all off season long as well every day. But next, let's get back to what we were talking about there, Croc, in segment number one after I let the listeners know about Rock Auto. The ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's pretty much impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need for your specific vehicle. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, you know, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Um, there's a question about my Mazda CX-5. They always ask me, and I always forget what the answer was. I don't even remember what kind of what, what version of what I've even got. And, and you're waiting for the person behind the counter that is looking at a screen that you can't see, and they're only going to offer you the brands that their warehouse happens to carry, and they might not have your part at all. Uh, you have computers at your fingertips that can access rockauto.com at home or even in your pocket. So save time and money using Rock auto don't spend that extra 30 50 even 100 percent more on chain store parts or at the car dealership when you can get it at rockauto.com for example for that honda odyssey i mentioned earlier fuel pump at a chain store you're looking at 350 bucks you can get it for 216 dollars the same part at rockauto.com so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck you can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We wanted to kind of just touch on the building blocks that are, that are in place, really on both sides of the ball, and then tie that into who will be the starting quarterback and then how that will affect the potential draft mm -hmm. pick in 2023. Yeah. So I, I wanted to start with, just how do you feel like if you had to say one thing, like what's a hole on the offense, an area where you're like, oh, man, they they have to get better at that spot. Because the way I'm looking at the offense right now, there are a lot of returning guys, really the entire starting offense. I think the 49ers, for the most part, when I start thinking about their draft and I start thinking about where I would plug in holes and where or free agency. Yeah, or free agency, which they don't have a ton of money to spend. And I think most of the money they have to spend, they'll be spending on their own guys like DJ Jones and, and some really important free agents that are coming up. Jaquaski Tart, another one. Looking at the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking ahead a year or two. So let's say the entire offensive line returns. Mike McGlinchey is going to be really expensive. Trent Williams getting older. Alex Mack getting older. I really feel like the offensive line is a place where you don't want to skimp and they need to add future starters on the offensive line. And we've seen how hard it is for rookies to come in, especially on Kyle Shanahan's offense and be big time contributors early in their career. They need to develop a 2023 starting offensive lineman. They've got to draft that guy in 2022. So center is a big one for me because Alex Mack, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. So a guy who's a center who can maybe kick out to guard, I think would be high on my list for things that the 49ers are looking at. And and similarly, another offensive tackle that can maybe kick inside, add a lot of depth there. Um, and I know they drafted a guy last year in the fifth round who looked pretty good earlier on in the season when he was forced into action and then got sent back on the bench in favor of Tom Compton. And I know they drafted a second round guard. I don't know if Aaron Banks is ever going to be good enough to play. Um, but 
I think they they could always continue to add depth on the offensive line. I think you've got to add a free agent quarterback to be just a veteran, like some old guy that you hope never has to play. I don't think Nate Sudfeld is enough to be just, okay, he's the backup period. We don't want anybody else in the room. Someone who's been around a Kyle Shanahan offense that knows the verbiage at least, that is a veteran quarterback that's not threatening Trey Lance in the slightest to, to be a starting quarterback. Josh just a Johnson? veteran. Yeah, someone like that. Like the like um what's uh what's his name that's being talked about as maybe even the next head coach of the, McCown. the Houston Texans? McCown, Josh McCown, someone like that. Some of the guys been around forever that is not a threat, but is smart and is essentially a quarterback coach with a uniform on. I, I would be looking at that type of player that's inexpensive in free agency to add to the quarterback room to replace Jimmy Garoppolo after you trade him away. And uh a rangy athletic pass catcher maybe you know keep adding depth at, at tight end we've seen george kittle continue to get hurt um mid-round mid-round stuff you know a lot of this stuff isn't necessarily the the that you have to pay you know pay a second round price or move up to get these guys you could definitely with any of those positions but i think if i had to rank on offense i would probably start at center it's a sneaky sneaky yeah. need for 49ers okay I like that. And we'll see about Aaron Banks and, and what that looks like. But I could see, you know, second uh, a center. You, you see what Creed Humphrey has done with Kansas City. And obviously, obviously, that's a rare uh, occasion of a guy just coming in and being the best center in the NFL, being drafted after Aaron Banks, which is not ideal. And I remember seeing it, too, like the way they were talking about Aaron Banks. And then they sh- and they're showing his highlights. And I'm like, what y'all are saying? And his highlights aren't matching up. And then obviously we watched the film. And then they show Creed Humphrey. And I'm like, well, damn. This is the way y'all talked about banks. Like that's how Creed Humphrey is playing, and then we see I what. Swear he's to God, doing. this is how insane the NFL is sometimes. Creed Humphrey went a whole round later than he should have because he's a left-handed snapping center, and the league for some reason looks at that and is like, "Oh, you can't take a snap from a left-handed center." It's like what? It doesn't even make any sense. And he even told the Chiefs, "He's like, dude, I'll snap right-handed. I'll just learn to do it." And and Patrick Mahomes is like, "Why do I care if you're a left-handed?" snap center just snap it with your yeah. left hand it's so strange i that had such an impact on his uh, on his draft status and he was a really good player he wasn't like a secret guy he went to freaking oklahoma right yeah well and real quick just to kind of elaborate a little bit more on on the offensive roster and just what's there and i, I like to like who's your core group and the core guys that are going to be around for the next five years hopefully right you look at obviously the quarterback position you're solidified there potentially uh, you got your running back that that's there. Elijah Mitchell, he's going to hold things down. And then we'll see who, you know, Trey Sermon, who kind of steps up. Do they bring back Rain Mostert, stuff like that. You have your two receivers, Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuel. Those are the guys, you know, for sure they're going to be around for another couple of years. And you have a guy like Jawan Jennings who could step in. Uh, we've seen him be able to play well in moments. And then you have George Kittle. He's going to be around as well. So I think at least from a core group standpoint on the offense, you have those guys. And then you flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. You have really good core guys at each level. First, you got Nick Bosa. He's tremendous. You can build around him and Eric Armstead. He ain't going anywhere. At the next level, you got really three good linebackers. I think Aziz, you have to sign him back. But, you know, you got Fred Warner. At the end of the day, you got Fred Warner, and I believe Greenlaw still. So, all right, you're good there next year. And then behind there, you you know, you got Jimmy Ward. He's going to hold it down. Emmanuel Mosley, he'll be around We'll see what happens with Ambry Thomas. He continues to develop. And then, you know, you got to plug and play a couple of spots. What you're going to do at strong safety, what you're going to do at the nickel spot. But we, I, I say all that to say, I, I think this team 
is going to be good. Now, obviously, they have to play good. They have to put it on. You know, we've seen this team be up and down even as early as this, this just this year. And they're two and four, and it was not looking pretty. But on paper, this team, is, in my opinion, will be just as talented. They'll be very talented. So, saying all that, and that's obviously without free agents and stuff like that. They're going to get free agents, draft picks, all that. But saying all that, roster pretty good. Give me a projected record and where that 2023 draft pick, first round draft pick, will land with Trey Lance at quarterback. I believe in Trey Lance. I like what I've seen from him, not just because of his physical ability or necessarily his play in in you know some some very small samples for the 49ers. Just from the neck up, his the the fact that none of it seemed too big or too fast for him, I think it was a really good sign. He's smart. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he he can be as good as he wants to be. So however hungry Trey Lance is, is how good he's going to be, and he is super talented. I feel like another offseason for Trey Lance and getting him ready, getting him reps with the ones, I think his upside is obviously much higher than what we've seen with Jimmy Garoppolo. Where's the floor is the question. And I think we've talked about all the talent they have and all the core players coming back. The meat and potatoes of the 49ers is going to be the same team that just went to the NFC championship game with potential for a quarterback that could develop higher end, uh, a higher end offense for the 49ers and Trey Lance. So this team could be better next year in a lot of ways than the 49ers have been, or at least in 2023, 2023, four with Trey Lance, even if he struggles a little bit next year, which is totally possible. But I think there's going to be enough on the offensive side of the ball with Trey Lance and with Kyle Shanahan to scheme whatever run game, whatever open looks he needs to for his young quarterback. I think I'd be disappointed if the team wasn't over 500. I think that's the, that's the goal. So nine and eight. I think nine and eight for the 49ers is a realistic place to try to be. And if you're winning nine games, you're going to be within a game of getting yourself into the playoffs. Can they win 10 games again? I think they absolutely can. Will they, could they potentially go, you know, seven and, and 10 or eight and nine? Yes, they absolutely could. But I'd be shocked if they're a team that's earning a top 10 pick in the draft next year. Right. And you got Kyle Shanahan. He does a really good job of coaching all these guys up, getting them ready to play, putting guys in the right position. And it's all about them not shooting themselves in the foot. And that's something that, you know, your young quarterback, he's going to have to learn how to not do and just get comfortable. Just get comfortable with certain things, not play tight, not play tense. Let it rip. Let it rip. And the more he's out there, I think those OTA reps, the the offseason, the, you know, camp with his buddies, getting them together, all those things are going to go into him being the guy. This is his team now. Yeah. And, oh, real quick before we get out of here, did you hear what he said? About Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, I did hear that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It said he's basically going to be a friend for life. And yeah, best simple. friend for life. One yeah. of his best friends so, for you life. Know funny? <laughs> you know what's funny? Because there's a lot of people who are Jimmy Garoppolo haters and and really pro-Jimmy Garoppolo stands as well. The Jimmy Garoppolo stands now can always come back to this and say, hey, Trey Lance is only great because of Jimmy Garoppolo's tutelage <laughs> for his first year, right? So we're going to yeah. get a lot of that going forward as well. But I'm so excited. 49ers have a super talented quarterback that has all the traits you could ask for. They've got a core group of really good football players and a good coaching staff coming back next year. The 49ers are still going to be a problem in the NFC, and I can't wait to see how it all shakes out in the future. More draft content coming up from Croc and I here on the show. Winky Wednesday tomorrow. Um, 
might be uh, some some little some tougher questions that we ask here as we recap the season. We'll get deeper into all of the position groups we talked about, and we'll get deeper into the needs as well for this team going forward coming up. Thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show every day on the network. Check out Crocker on the Locked On NFL Draft Pro. A podcast you are going to want to hear about all the prospects at the senior bowl this week croc and i back tomorrow right here locked on 49ers